Welcome back. Good to have you. Thanks to everybody for taking a listen to us today. Busy day. As we break down the Packers' loss last night. 24-22, an ugly game for Green Bay. They couldn't generate pressure. The uh, The offense was off and inept. Uh, special teams was just as bad. And ultimately, they still had a shot at winning the game. And I don't know what that says specifically about this team, whether they just played down to the competition or the fact that they're good enough to overcome many of their own mistakes. But down the stretch, left too much time on the clock. And ultimately, they succumbed to uh, Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito and company um, were able to beat you. And uh, the Packers now come back and they try to regroup and get ready as uh, they got a short turnaround to get ready for uh, this weekend back home at Lambeau Field. To join us now on the hotline, our our buddy Bill Huber from SI joining us. And, Bill, so what did you see last night? Uh, Basically, the thing you just said, you know, to me the big shocker was where's the pass rush? Like, I read a story early in the the week, and it was sort of – tongue-in-cheek, it was saying that Jordan Love and Tommy DeVito were two of the hottest quarterbacks in the league, by the numbers they were. And I got like 100 responses saying, yeah, but he's going to be on his back half the game. I'm I'm thinking, well, yeah, he's going to be. He'd been sacked. I wrote last night, actually. If you go back in NFL history over the last 35 years, if you take the first 12 games of the season, Giants quarterbacks have been sacked the second most number of times over the last 35 years. Mm Mm-hmm. Tommy DeVito was the 15th most sacked quarterback this year. He had started two games. Where the hell was the pass? It's unbelievable. I mean, they had no pressure for most of the game. And when they got pressure, he just ran away from it for 10 yards. It was an unbelievably horrendous defensive performance. I I know last night Matt LaFleur was visibly upset. Um, Sure. let me ask you this. Where do you think his anger was pointed? Everywhere. I mean, seriously, what what, what part of the game um, was any good, right? I mean, the special teams right. was was terrible. I mean, every, everything was bad. I'm sure it was all around all around anger over a game that clearly they should have won. I mean, he's he's no fool, right? It's a game they need right. to win. He, he watched the film, and if they blew a game, it might cost him a chance to get in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he was just all around ticked off, whether it was soft coverage on the final drive, his top players disappearing, um, Jordan Love throwing it all over the field at times. Um, yeah, just all around bad football. The uh, the offense started off so incredibly poor, and Jordan Love was off. It was the version of Jordan Love we saw weeks you know, three through eight. It was missing passes, open receivers, floating the ball. Give me your thoughts there. Um, yeah, you know, at least he looked like he knew what he was doing, right? I mean, there were times early in the season where he would drop back and it was like, I mean, he just wasn't sure what was going on at times. Um, so at least I, I don't think that was the issue yesterday. It was just, just a bad game at the office. Um, you know, I, I thought they protected him relatively well. I do think, and I wrote this a little while ago, is I, I do think that's a Christian Watson effect to some extent where defenses have to be scared to death of Watson, like every play. I mean, he doesn't need to catch a pass to have a big impact on the game. He's a 75-yard touchdown touchdown waiting to happen. And I, and I, I do think they missed that um, because you have to be worried about him. I, I just think it opens up so many things for other guys. Um, Jaden Reed averaged like three yards of catch yesterday. I mean, that's, that's like historically bad stuff. And I, I think some of that is that Christian Watson not being out there. 
the uh, going to the well a lot on the end around stuff with uh, yeah. using Jaden Reed, whether it was running plays, handing him off, or t- that little pitch play that counts as a pass. Uh, I thought they got a little happy with it yesterday. Yeah, no question. I, I wrote that last night um, in, in one of my stories. Um, you know, and I, I chucked up to like you, you see that big dude in basketball who chucks up a three pointer and he makes it. So now he's going to spend the rest of the game chucking up three pointers, right? That's kind of what that was to me. It's like okay, that, that worked a couple times. Let's just keep going back to it again and again and again and again. Um, clearly, the Giants were ready for him. I mean, as in they were worried about him and had scouted him and were prepared to stop him because wherever he went, there were, there were eyeballs. And, and that two-point play at the end, I mean, that didn't fool anybody. I mean, it wasn't blocked very well, to be sure, but um, like, it's like all the Giants knew were watching him circle into the backfield and he was going to get the ball. So, yeah, there, there was way too much of that last night. But I get it because he's one of your best guys. But I do think they overused. I, I thought they got too gimmicky. I don't know if, they, if, that's, yeah. if that's the right way to put it. But it's like they got away from just like base offense, like staple stuff into some of the scheme stuff just to make sure he got the ball and it, it, it backfired. Do you like the fact that they're shuffling the offensive line as much as they are? Uh, no. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know that it matters. I mean – What's that? What's the phrase? If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. It's probably the same with left tackle, right? If you have two left tackles, right. you don't have any. Um, you know, I, I sort of get it at guard because running is going to go to running is going to be a free agent. He's not coming back probably. So you need to figure out if Sean Ryan is your guy. <coughs> Excuse me. If Sean Ryan's your guy or if you need to go draft one, right? He's the third round pick. So you better figure out what you got there. So I can kind of understand that. Again, this season has always been about next year, right? This, this season isn't about this season. That they're playing for a shot to playoffs is kind of like stealing money at this point. This is, this is all about building, so I get putting in Sean Ryan at times to see what you got. So, you know, the offensive line gets shuffled. I know that it wasn't great last night. They don't open up huge holes in the run game anyway, but they pass block right. pretty well. It didn't yep. look like, you know, Jordan Love was under pressure or under siege. It, it just it looked like... You know, I guess the best word that I can use is the what I heard earlier today is that he's making the right reads, but in this game he made the wrong throws. Yeah, it's one of those games, right? You know, I, I don't know um, if the wind was a tremendous factor down there. You know, maybe it was. Uh, maybe just a, a bad game. I don't know. Um, but it's not the guy that we've seen. And I, I guess I'd, in the grand scheme of things, like I, don't, I don't think I'd be too worked up about it. I think really good quarterbacks have bad days sometimes, and that might just be what it was. They kind of wasted the game on this particular team. Now you've got to regroup because I still think that nine wins will get you into the postseason. But with this, with it being as jumbled as it is, with I think like seven teams now with the Packers, you know, vying for that seventh spot, I, I don't. You can't afford another misstep the rest of the way, can you? No, that's for sure. Um, because you, you kind of figure you, you might you might lose at Minnesota, right? I think that's the game we've all kind of looked at. I, don't, I know the Vikings are having their own issues, but it is still at Minnesota and that defense is good. So now you're really forced that you're just going to have to sweep these other games. And it's hard. It's a hard league. You know, the Packers are, you know, you take out the four or five really good teams and the four or five really bad teams and everybody else is the same. So therefore it's hard to expect you to win all these games against light competition. You know, I looked it up underdogs of six points or more this week went three and three. I mean, that's, that's the NFL. It's, it's hard to win in this league. And, you can't you can't give away games that you really need to win. The uh, I, I, earlier in the week, 
I, I want to go back to this because Matt LaFleur was asked a question about this team and handling success and, you know, trap games and such. And instead of being very confident going, oh, no, you know, that's not, uh, you know, that's not this guy. They're very focused or whatever. He kind of said, well, we'll wait and see. Did you get the sense that maybe this week wasn't the best week because of how disjointed it was being off an extra couple of the extra day and starting on a Thursday rather than a Wednesday and out of a routine? Did you get the sense that there's something going on? No, you know, LaFleur mentioned on Thursday, which would have been like a normal Wednesday, that it was a really good practice. Um, and he said at one point during the week that it was, it was they had a good preparation week. So I don't think I don't think it was anything to do with the prep. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they just went out there. They had a good week of prepping and all that stuff, but they just went out there overconfident. Um, maybe they just went out there and, you know, love started off slowly and it's hard to Hard to get back to momentum sometimes too, so maybe that's part of it. So I, I don't know that it was scheduling or I don't think it was a trap game or any of that stuff. I just don't. I think they got into a little bit of a funk and had a hard time getting out of it. Uh, the next question is about Jair Alexander. That's what many people have been talking about. The comments <laughs> that obviously Gary Ellison made and saying that he doesn't think you know Jair wants to be here. And Jair grabs the belts, has the glasses, doing a little bit of his own presser. Still not available. Give me your thoughts on Jair Alexander and what's going on behind the scenes there, if anything. Yeah, you know, I wish I knew, Bill. I wish I had a, I wish I had a good answer for you. Um, I, I hate to get into injuries because I don't know what he's dealing with, and I'm not even talking about the medical perspective, which I don't know. I, I don't, I can't, I can't feel another guy's pain, you know. So right. I, I know a lot of fans think he's soft and he's um, refusing to play, or he should play through this. I don't know what he's going through, so I, I, I'm gonna. I'm going to punt on that one because I, I'm not in his body. You know, maybe he really is dealing with something, right? Or, or maybe right. he's not. Right? That, that's the alternative. I, don't, I don't, can't give you a good answer, so I'm not going to BS one for you. But you, you guys see him. I mean, does it seem like he's still engaged? <laughs> it doesn't seem like he's mentally checked out of the Green Bay Packers, right? No, I don't think so. Um, he's always been a different guy, right? I don't mean that in a bad way. He's just different than, than most players. He's introverted, and he's got his own way of doing things, and – um, you know, it's the first time we talked to him in a couple of weeks, but you know that's kind of typical with injured guys too. They they don't really want to talk. Um, he's out there practicing, right? Um, look again. I it looks like he's. I don't. I don't. I don't get the sense that he's like half-assed and stuff when he's out there. I I think he's giving it a shot. Um, again, I don't. I don't know. I I, I wish I could had this great answer for you, but I just don't have yeah. one for you. Let's talk about special teams. I mean, Rich Basaccio was brought in to kind of clean things up. And for Mason Crosby in the process last year, it was fantastic. And it really worked. And then Keyshawn Nixon was discovered as a return man. And it seemed like things were trending in the right direction. And now it's like every week we're talking about something. Stupid penalties, missed tackles. They had a muff punt last night. Again, Anders Carlson misses yet another kick. It, you know, it seems like the, the special teams have definitely taken a step back. Yeah, it's unbelievable, too. I mean, that is like the one area where they spent money this offseason, right? I mean, they, they brought back Rudy Ford. They brought back Keyshawn Nixon and Donald Levitt, um, a couple of other guys, Eric Wilson. And, you know, that, that's where they spent their money was kind of keeping that special teams core intact. They had that strong third phase, and it's just – it's undisciplined. I mean, look, they had a lot of penalties last year too, right? They were third in the league in penalties last year. So that is kind of the Versace style where you are going to push it to the limits, and if you have an over-aggressive foul, then, then so be it, right? Um, that was just bad yesterday, right? You know, the Anthony Johnson one, eh, I'm not so sure about that one. Um, but the Rudy Ford one, that was that was a bad penalty. You know, Keyshawn Nixon getting greedy. You know, that's probably just the competitor and a guy coming out. But, yeah, they are 
They're costing the team fuel position. They're costing the team points. I don't, you know, they're going to stick with Carlson, right? I mean, you drafted the guy, so they're not going to make any big, bold moves there, but they just, they got to get better over the last month. And if you're 13 weeks into this and you're a mistake prone unit, it's probably what you are. Yeah, I, you know, over the next couple of games, I guess you're going to really kind of find out, you know, how you respond. And I'm going to be anxious to see what the week holds uh, leading into this contest coming up at Lambeau Field on Sunday. But th- this is one of those telling games, isn't it, where you look at it and say, okay, did this team kind of outkick their coverage in the last four games prior to? And now they've reverted back to what we've seen? Or was that just a bad game in which maybe they kind of read the press clippings a little bit and that took the slap across the face to refocus them? You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I think it's probably that one, Bill. I, th- I just think, again, it's, it's the NFL. You, you, you play bad games sometimes, whether you just honestly play a bad game or, like you mentioned, reading the press clippings, and that, that certainly could have been part of it. I, I think they'll be fine. I think it's a young team that kind of got stuck in the bear trap there. They'll be okay. Um, good teams. And I do think they're a good team. I'm not saying they're a great team, um, but they're a good team, and I think good teams tend to bounce back, and I think they will bounce back. Hey, real quick before I let you go. So, do they? Do you know how long Aaron Jones and and Christian Watson? Because it's certainly when they don't have those guys in the lineup, the offense looks completely different. Do you know how much longer those guys are going to be down? Um, yeah, I would think Jones is back this week. Um, I know he wanted to play, and I, you know, the floor would never say if I would think playing on turf probably was like, yeah, maybe we're going to wait a week there. And you know, with Watson's hamstring issues, I probably better safe than sorry, right? I would, I would be. I would be shocked if he's back this week. I mean, he missed three weeks for the last one, and that's probably probably a decent timeline for this one, too. But I, I would think Aaron Jones is back on Sunday. You know, with Christian Watson, and, I, and I've said this before, I mean, obviously you need to be available. I mean, they can talk about whether or not he catches passes or drops balls. But, the, the, you know, at what point do you look at a guy and go, you just can't stay healthy in the NFL? And some of this stuff is non-contact injuries. Well, sure. I mean, guys get injured sometimes, and they're kind of the way it is. Um, you know, he told us, Last week, um, that he spent tens of thousands of dollars, um, that's what he said, to try to find some answers here. Um, yeah, they need him, right? I mean, the guy is, you know, he, he's not wide receiver one, but he is the guy that tilts the field. And Romeo Dobbs is a good player. I don't think there's many defensive coordinators who are losing sleep over Romeo Dobbs, right? He's a good player. No one's losing sleep over Wicks. They're not losing sleep over Reed. They lose sleep over Christian Watson because he's a touchdown waiting to happen. They got to get him back out there. They've got to figure it out. Um, I don't know how you figure out hamstring injuries. You know, it's, it's not like the guy's out of shape, right? I mean, that's kind of right. that cliche. Well, he's not. No, he's in shape. I mean, he's a he's a prime athlete. They got to get it figured out, and that's got to be the team and the player searching for some solutions this offseason. Like he doesn't want to be hurt either, right? He hates as much as anybody. Right. Um, but yeah, he is he is a field tilting player, and they got to figure out something there. Bill, always good stuff, buddy. We'll uh, look forward to talking again real soon. I'll see you at Lambeau on Sunday. All right, sounds good. Take care. Thanks, pal. Talk to you later. Bill Huber uh, of SI, uh, and you can touch base with him there at uh, at Bill Huber NFL over on Twitter. At Bill Huber NFL covers the Green Bay Packers, and a lot of the same stuff. You know, he's like, look, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes with Jair. You, you know, very soft, very vanilla defense uh, for a team that you know had given up so many sacks and was one of the lowest scoring teams in the league what the hell happened and the offense just came out and just looked ill prepared. And he said basically what, you know, some of our callers said yesterday is that this looked like your typical, you know, youth oriented trap game, you know, for lack of a better term. 
So maybe uh, maybe that's what what it was. We'll wait and see if they uh, bounce back and get a little refocus this week after getting slapped in the face on Monday Night Football. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 12-31-2023. In the heart of downtown Milwaukee, there's an all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel where there's a table waiting for you at 12 bars and restaurants, a winning seat at 40 table games or 3,000 slot machines, plus the thrill of bingo, full-service sports betting, and more. Are you ready to spark something new? Light up your senses at Potawatomi Casino Hotel. Explore more at PaysBig.com. Our friends at the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. They got a lot of great uh, events coming up. A lot of good music as well. If you're looking to get in the holiday spirit over the next few weeks or maybe even after that, New Year's Eve, and then moving into uh, the new year, Irish Cultural Heritage Center. Go to ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net. And uh, by the way, they wanted Corey, I was over here on Saturday night and said, wanted to say thanks to everybody that made donations. Um, you know, that, uh, you know, if you don't know the story, they, on Thanksgiving, their accounts were hacked and they took, uh, the thieves took every dollar they had, uh, operating expense and everything. And if you want to make a donation, uh, they're going to eventually get their money back, but they've got to operate in the meantime. So you can go to ICHC.net and click on the word donate and you can make a donation, tax deductible donation, uh, obviously. But it just helps them kind of, you know, stay afloat until they get all that worked out. But in today's day and age, man, hackers get you, and it takes a little while to get your money back. But the ICHC.net is the way to go. And you can also see all the different acts that they have coming up, music they have coming up. They have Christmas music coming up. They have got uh, going all the way into the new year up to uh, the night before St. Patrick's Day when Cynthia comes to town, which is absolutely fantastic. Check out our friends at the Irish Cultural Heritage Center, ICHC.net. That's ICHC. .net and uh, see for yourself. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout because uh, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, the phone lines now are back open again. So uh, we'll get into all of that. Um, 
This one's from Kenneth. He says, doesn't the staff do interviews upon drafting many of these guys? Some are just dumb. Don't understand what to do. As for Alexander, why draft a guy like that? Can't catch uh, to save his ass. And he says, self-centered and weird. Uh, Tries acting like he's Prince or something. Thinks he's the best ever when he's really not. Not even close. Good cover guy, but terrible tackler and can't catch. That is from Kenneth. Um, coming in when he was drafted, he was, he, he was, is a solid offensive back. He's just not the best cover corner in the league. And here's the problem. And I will, uh, in his defense, the offense has had so many rule changes in their favor to where it is, it's, it's difficult to be a corner in the national football league. Without hand checking and slapping and all that kind of stuff downfield, you can't hit a guy. Defenseless receivers, you know, it makes it very tough. And then you got to, you know, kind of almost armbar a guy, so it's very tough. You just want to knock the passes down. He's good at that. He is good at that. But it, yeah, for the bravado, and I'm glad that he has swag. You know, like Valentine started off slow. And then kind of garnered a little swag. And then last night got humbled. Because the game will humble you in a heartbeat. There's always somebody better than you. So you can look at it as you're the greatest of all time, but you're really not. There's always somebody that's going to be better. Somebody's going to catch up with you. And eventually you begin to fade. But Jair, his biggest issue right now is he just can't get on the field. And he's missed seasons. So you can, you can talk about how great you are. But if you can't get out there on the everyday and prove it, man, you know, then it just becomes almost a running joke. You know, I can say how great I am at, at, at playing nose tackle in the National Football League if I only had a chance. You know, it's like, come on. But you're never going to get that chance. And if you can't be on the field, you're never going to get the chance to go out and prove everything that you're saying. You know, he had a good game against the Minnesota Vikings, did the gritty, looked great. And since then, it's been kind of this, you know, calamity of errors. And and I'll be quite honest, it has not looked good this season anyway. So I agree with you. I, until he gets back out there and starts proving it, yeah, it's it's going to be all bravado. And after a while, to be quite honest with you, fans get tired of hearing about it. You know, if you can walk the walk, that's one thing. But if you can't, whether it's through your actual play or your availability, then it's just shut up. Because you're not, all you're doing is talking, and nobody wants, you're not getting paid to talk, and people get tired of it. Uh, this one's from uh, John listening to us in Howard. He says, Bill, another game where the Packers gave up over 200 yards rushing and lost. If you knew beforehand they would, get, they would give up over 200 yards on the ground to the Giants, would you have expected a loss? In eight games this season, the Packers have given up over 150 yards on the ground. A good running game helps every quarterback, especially guys that aren't very good right now like Pickett in Pittsburgh and now DeVito. Both Packer losses where the defense gave up over 200 yards on the ground. Barry has got to go. That's from John and Howard. John, appreciate the email. Um, Anytime your defense gives up more than 200 yards rushing, most likely you're going to lose. Don't forget they also gave up 211 yards uh, to Arizona or uh, to uh, uh, Atlanta as well. The Atlanta Falcons put up 211 yards rushing on them. They lost that game. Also, so yes, um, John says uh, the defensive woes 
uh, continue. Certainly concerning what Green Bay is getting out of all the capital dedicated to the defensive side of the football. Look at what Dallas is getting with less. When the offense continues to struggle, you need your defense special teams to step up, and neither did. What is more alarming is that the same thing has been happening in Green Bay now for quite some time. He says for a decade, but they've had good defenses and then bad defenses, but they've invested a lot in this defense, and it's just it's not panning out. Everybody knew, including the Packers, except for Joe Barry, that the only way the Giants were going to win this game was to run the ball. The, the, that definitely points to the scheme, or lack thereof, I don't believe in the defense passing stats when a team runs the ball all over the field. Question, would you change defensive coordinator right now? Would that do more harm than good? Um, here's my question. At this point, what do you got to lose? What do you got to lose? You know, we have seen teams that have fired defensive or offensive coordinators where the scheme changes. I mean, look at what happened in in Buffalo. Josh Allen is playing better since they made the change. Look what happens in Pittsburgh when they made the change and fired Matt Canada. Suddenly the offense is being called differently, a little more innovatively. Now, I don't know how much better it'll look, and I don't know philosophically how much more it would change, but it's it, it would have to be different, right? There, there would have to be some type of utilization of the draft stock that you've put into that team. Now, again, Jair's been banged up. You've had Rudy Ford was banged up. Uh, Stokes has not been able to even get on the field. He came back only to, you know, be gone again, right? So you can look at all the, quote, first-round draft choices. Not all of them are even on the field. But they have invested a lot of draft capital into that defense for it to look kind of the same. But to be the 31st-ranked team out of 32 in the National Football League when it comes to stopping the run? Come on. Come on. That That's just – that's bad. That – that you're not going to win games that way. Every defensive coordinator, every coach will tell you, let's come out, we'll stop the run, right? And then after that, it's then and make – the quarterback or whatever, their offense one-dimensional, and, you know, whatever. When you don't have a pass rush that you're not allowing to, to quote, dial anything up, guys aren't getting home and you can't stop the run, you're going to get beat. You're going to get beat. 877-867-1670. Uh, great emails. Keep them coming. 877-867-1670. Uh, we got some more from inside the locker room when we come back. Uh, and don't forget, coming up here at the bottom of the next hour, Matt LaFleur is going to speak. We got Mike Clemens coming up in a half an hour from now. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. And 
Last night after the ball game, Matt LaFleur, not happy. He was asked specifically, you know, hey, Matt, look, did you see this coming? That's why it's disappointing. You know, you get a Monday night game and a big stage, and I thought we had a good week of preparation. I thought our guys, uh, you know, in practice, it was pretty clean, but ultimately you got to do it on, on game day. Then the question is, like, look, uh, you saw Tommy DeVito. You know that he likes to run. You know he's a little more mobile. You know that he comes in on a two-game win streak. Uh, you know, talk about the, the Giants quarterback that just carved you up. Oh, he's a hell of a competitor. Certainly, we were running by him left and right. We ended up with zero sacks, I believe. You know, and they've, I think, 69 coming into this game. So give credit to them. They obviously outcoached us, outplayed us. But I felt like a lot of times we had flybys right by the quarterback, and we didn't, for whatever reason, just miss the quarterback. Didn't bring him down. Didn't wrap up. Didn't bring him down. 100% agree. They, they had some things in place. The execution was poor. Uh, and going back to what Eric Branchek and Bill Huber both said that, you know, sometimes that's just coaching. You know, guys, get they can get out, you know, and get after it. But if you can't remind them, you got to control the energy, you got to control the, the, the vibe, so to speak, you know. yeah, it, It's just you're running around with your hair on fire. And, and then especially when you, you know, talk about that game-winning drive, this is what Matt LaFleur had to say. Obviously gave up too many chunk plays, uh, lost our leverage twice, and – you know, gave up, uh, like I said, just explosive plays. Explosive plays lead to points. You cannot do that in that critical situation. We were off, way off on one of the throws where they get an easy hitch and get like 10 yards. So it was just bad ball. Way off. He wanted to rip Joe Bear right there. He wanted to say we're playing way off the ball. Why are we playing so far off the ball? He, he He's not happy, rightfully so. But we're way off, way off. And he wanted to say we're playing way off the ball. Why? That was that was the closest last night when I heard that. That was the closest I've ever heard him come to ripping the the philosophy of the defense, and it's the stuff that eyeball test wise we've been saying for a long time that this rears its ugly head all the damn time, and yet you hang on to this clown like grim death as a defensive coordinator because that's the philosophy that that he has. That's why you know for a while it was like okay, look if, if you don't. Get rid of the defensive coordinator. I get it. It's because of continuity. You're trying to make sure that everybody's on the same page. It's very difficult to instill a whole new defense and get everybody to understand it right away, especially when you're starting to insert a lot of different players and young guys and such because of injuries, because of youth, because of drafting. You know, okay. But at this point, what do you got to lose? How many more games do we got to see where the Packers take over the lead only to watch you get pissed away by a defense that's playing 10 yards off of a ball when they only need six yards? Like he said, they're throwing these five, six, seven-yard hitches. Next thing you know, they're turning it into 10, 15, 20 yards. You know? Um, He also talks about how critical it is to lose this game at this stage of the season. They're all critical. They're all critical. So, you know, but we better have a short memory. You got to learn from it and move on. And we're on a short week now against a team that also in Tampa that's that's fighting for their playoff lives and, you know, the leaders of their division. So we're going to have to play a lot better than we did tonight in order to come out on top. No doubt. He's 100% true. You got to get back at it. You got to get home. You got to get the mojo back. You got to figure this thing out. Uh, also, what is it going to take to separate them from the other now six, seven teams that are all kind of climbing you know, climbing right behind them in the rearview mirror to all end up in the postseason for the only spot that's available. 
you got to execute and you got to play good football and you got to play complementary football. It's got to be all three phases. I thought we were hurt early in the game with a lot of penalties, but you could look and, and Nick pit each phase of the game. Special teams wasn't good enough. Offense wasn't good enough. Defense wasn't good enough. So all three collectively, and when you're bad in all three phases, that's what happens. You lose the game. Uh, I do appreciate this. I know Matt LaFleur is not happy with what went down last night and during this postgame presser, but he was asked specifically, why in the world did you go back to the well again when it wasn't working in that, you know, late in that game, that little pitch play, that little thing to, to read? I, you kind of went to the well too often. Why did you do it on the two-point conversion? Yeah, it's just obviously a bad call. That was it. I appreciate that. I don't like it. I don't like that they made the call, but at least he owned it, you know? I appreciate that. And then you get into, you know, the turnovers. You had the pick that, uh, you know, Jordan Love threw. You have the fumble that Jordan Love gave up. And then there was the Keyshawn Nixon muffed punt. And then he recovered it. You're like, okay. But then he tried to take off with it. At that point, you got you got to go down. You know, like, you know, what about that punt? I mean, would you say the same thing that he need to go down and just, you know, not try to do too much? You can't do that. I mean, you're kind of in a panic mode anyways when you muff the ball and then you, you re-gather that and, you know, just not the smartest play in that situation. Yep. It's a team that didn't play. Um, what did the NFL say? It looked like they didn't finish their preparation for this game, and it looked like there was just a lot of areas where guys just didn't think last night. Played undisciplined football. There were a couple of moments where – you know, I'd like to think if Matt LaFleur was watching tape with these guys, he would pause it and say, all right, who's on the other sideline again? Tommy DeVito? Oh, that's right. right. Okay, fall on the effing ball. Fall on it. Right. You're playing a not real quarterback in a terrible – this isn't Mahomes where you need to fight and scratch and claw for every single yard. Right. Just don't mess up, and chances are you win the game. I mean, it's it's really going to suck for these guys to go back and, and watch the film and see all of the mistakes oh. that were avoidable. I can't imagine being in that defensive room and trying to watch that tape again as DeVito's running all over you. You can't stop the run. You're not really getting pressure. And you're playing five, six, seven yards off the ball. I, I, I just – I would love to hear Joe Barry give the explanation for that defensive game plan last night because I, I would say the first question would be, what was your philosophy coming into this game? Because it wasn't stop the run, so what was the philosophy? Make DeVito beat you? Well, if you're going to do that, you would stop the run. And you didn't do that. So I, 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 it, I would love to hear what the explanation was from, from Joe Barry uh, regarding that game plan last night because that, that, was, that was not good. Uh, we got our guy Mike Clemens coming up after the top of the hour. Mike's going to be here and bring us his thoughts from last night. Also, because Matt LaFleur speaks today coming up in about uh, about 45 minutes from now. So Mike's going to do the first half an hour, and then he's going to take off and go hear what uh, Matt LaFleur has to say. And hopefully we get a little bit of that back um, before we get off the air today. So let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Smoking hot deals just keep coming with quick hot savings from Quick Trip. And right now we're cooling off with $2.99 a gallon Nature's Touch Milk. 
all one gallon, 2%, 1%, and skim Nature's Touch milk, just $2.99. Hey, looking to make that perfect movie night milkshake? Or how about making those morning waffles extra fluffy? Our fresh, straight-from-our-dairy Nature's Touch milk is on sale and ready for your fridge. Quick hot savings from Quick Trip. Yeah, we're here to save you some moolah. Ho, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Hello, no. Pay later. <laughs> Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 1231-2020. Got a reminder, our friends at Calderon Club in San Giorgio, downtown Milwaukee, 838 Old World 3rd Street. You're heading down for a Bucks game. Maybe you just want a night out, you know? Christmas season has everybody, uh, you know, you're out shopping, you're out doing all kinds of different things. Maybe you just want a night where you just want to get away, you want to go get a little dinner, a couple of drinks, uh, both great places. Absolutely awesome Italian food. Calderon Club and San Giorgio, 838 Old World 3rd Street, right next to each other, across the street from the Hyatt Hotel, downtown Milwaukee. And like I said before, after a Bucks game, same thing with the Admirals, Marquette, or any uh, anything because they got a lot of theater going on downtown right now as well this holiday season. So stop in and uh, the gift cards. I mean, if you have an Italian food lover in your life, they do gift cards as well. Oh my goodness! Uh, give somebody a gift card to Calderon Club or San Giorgio; they'll love you forever. Holy mackerel! Yes, they will. Good stuff. That's our friends uh, down there at Calderon Club and such. Um, the uh, Ryan says, I think this is being is called uh, getting exposed. Barry has no clothes. Uh, only 28 yards from uh, being the worst rushing defense in the league. Broncos, uh, 1,872 yards. The Packers, 1,844 yards. 4.6 yards per carry. Nice after two, three, four years. Not to figure this out in some degree. It keeps getting worse as well. And I would agree. I would agree. Uh, this one is from Kenneth who said it's not a knee-jerk reaction. The O-line, not very good. So tired of love throwing balloon floating passes as well. He underthrew Torrey twice. Terrible passes uh, most of the night. Idiot play calling on both sides of the ball. Special teams sucked again. Cut that kicker. Why in the hell do the blank bears go out and get a defensive end like Sweat to improve their uh, the, their team while we do nothing? Hell, we gave away our best defensive back. What, uh, what the hell, Bill, be honest. Uh, they played two good games against Detroit and Kansas City who are playing bad right now. That's a question that came up last night. Is the Packers got two wins of of what we would consider a quality, but you got the Kansas City Chiefs that are not playing really good football right now, and you've got the Detroit Lions who are also mired in not good football right now. 
did we catch them at the right time? Did the Packers play up to their level, or are they playing down to the Packers' level? I mean, it, regardless, it doesn't matter. A win's a win. You take it. You don't apologize for it. But as far as, look, I'm not saying that they are anywhere near what San Francisco has, Dallas has, even Philadelphia for, you know, as poor as Philadelphia's defense is playing right now. They're not even to that level. But I think they're right there with everybody else. I think they can play better football. I think they will play better football. This is why this game to me, and I know I'm backing it up now, but this game to me was such an important game because I wanted to see how they handled that success, and they didn't handle it very well. Not at all. Not at all. They played like they'd already won the game. Just by the opening couple of drives. They were, it was embarrassingly bad. It reverted back to game three and game four and game five. You know, they looked okay in game one, you know, when they beat the Bears. And you thought, well, wait a minute. Game two wasn't great. You could see a lot of the problems, but it was penalties. You know, penalties, some bad coaching decisions, you know, and which is starting to become alarming, quite frankly. Some of the coaching decisions is somewhat becoming alarming. So... But also, you know, we praised Matt LaFleur. The game plan against Detroit, the way they played against Kansas City, the way they, you know, they played pretty well against uh, the Chargers, albeit the Chargers, as I'm reminded, is, you know, had Keenan Allen caught a couple of those passes, they lose that game. Right? So, I don't know where they're at. I had an idea, and then I didn't, and now I have an idea again. But I, I, I just don't know where this team is at. Grant, I mean, if you look at this season, you say, good game against the Bears. Then that mid-stretch was bad. Then they started to play better against Pittsburgh, better against the Chargers, really good against the Lions, really good against the Chiefs, teams they weren't supposed to beat. And now they come out with what's supposed to be a character win, and instead it's a really ugly loss. Where is this team in your eyes? I don't think they were as bad as they looked earlier in the year, and I don't think they were as good as they looked a couple weeks ago. It's a young team that's figuring it out that has a lot of potential, and when it's clicking and when all those guys are making plays and they're playing with confidence, like this team can be really, really good and look really good, but they also make some dumb penalties, and right now they're pretty injured, which makes life harder. So I'm just trying to avoid, and this has kind of been my MO all year, I'm trying to not overreact to any wins or any losses, and I think at the end of the year when we step back and take a look at the whole picture, it'll make a lot of sense. I think it's really hard this year to look at individual games and try to draw conclusions. I think you need to stand back and look at the whole thing. Yeah, I, I'm really, I agree with the, the, you know, Jake who emailed me and said, Hey, look, they were supposed to lose the game against the chargers. Uh, had it not been for the drop passes. I understand that they made plays. Packers made plays too. Their offense looked a lot better. Their defense didn't look as good, but you know, I get it. You know, I just, that's why, again, now you can look at this game coming up against Tampa and go, okay, this is an important game because how do they now react after taking a loss in, in embarrassing fashion on Monday Night Football? Do the, and, and obviously they're still in the playoff hunt. How do they you know, kind of react to the adversity? And do they come out and they just kind of lay it on the line and they play extremely well? You know, it, there, there's so many. Every time you think you start to get them figured out, they go in a different direction. And I think that's what's right now somewhat frustrating for the fans. But, again, it goes back to, well, they are the youngest team in the NFL. Okay. But they're not the most inexperienced team in the NFL. 
And that, that's why the age of the team is, is a little bit misrepresentative because, yeah, they're, they're young. They've got some youth, but they're only a few months younger than Detroit. They're only a few months younger than Cincinnati. They're only a few months younger than, than some of these teams that are actually winning. So how much can we use, especially at this time of year, how much can we really use the youth as the, and, and, you know, as, as the, the crutch in all of this? And it's what everybody wants to pull out of the bag. That's the first club you pull out of the bag, and it's like, no, no. They're inexperienced at the, at the tight end and at the wide receiver position. And I'll be honest, the tight end position is not the problem. So you can take that experience and go wipe your rear end with it because Tucker Kraft and Luke Musgrave actually were playing good. Musgrave before he went down with the injury, and Tucker Kraft played good football. It, it's the guys that are experienced that they're not getting enough from, and that's the most, that's the most frustrating thing. When you see guys like Preston Smith, Devondre Campbell, Rashawn Gary, last night not be able to really get after a quarterback, overrunning plays, not setting the edge, not keeping contained, all of that, that's experience. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1671, hit us up. Uh, we can talk a little bit more coming up at the bottom of the next hour. But coming up here in just a couple of minutes, stay tuned. Mike Clements is going to join us. Mike's going to join us a little early today because uh, the Packers push some things back because – uh, of the short week. So Matt LaFleur is going to be heading to the podium here shortly. So Mike's got to get in and check that out. So Mike's going to talk to us coming back in just a couple of minutes. Stay right where you're at. Another hour of the Bill Michael Show yet to go. We'll be back coming up right after this.